Well, I am excited about today. And if you hadn't figured that out, I'm excited every Sunday that I get to stand and bring God's Word. And today, um, we're talking more about the, um, the conversation. You know, and, and I told you all the, the whole theme is, is next steps for this year. And the conversation falls under no. You know, and that's our, that's our no, grow, go. And so this week it falls under no. And so every week I'm going to try to tie everything into those three words so that we, we learn more about it and it keeps us in front of it. And um, today is, as I'll be real honest, you know, um, today's the one that, that probably the most of us struggle with if we want to get real honest. And that's just um, praying and knowing how to pray. And I can tell you from, from experience from years ago, I got a letter in the mail one day, and it said, um, you've been selected by the church to become a deacon. I laughed at the letter. I'm, I'm being honest. I laughed at it when I first got it and said, hmm, boy, they don't know, do they? And, um, but then, man, as I started praying about it and just started, I, I struggled because I said, I'm not going to stand in front of Amen Baptist Church and pray in front of all those people. I just didn't feel adequate to do it. And I had two senior godly adult men that come saw me. And when they sat down with me and they said, Johnny, they said, have you been praying about this? I said, I have. And the answer is no. And they said, we're not taking no. And they said, why? And I said, because I can't pray in front of people. They said, that's the silliest thing we've ever heard in our life. You know, and one of them was my great uncle, and one of them, Milton Allen, and one of them was a guy named Mr. Red White, and some of y'all might know both those gentlemen. And Mr. Red said, Johnny, said, you can stand here and talk to me all day long. You can't talk to God like that and do it in front of people? No, sir. They said, we'll be back tomorrow. Pray about it again, because we're not taking no for an answer. They left. Sure enough, next evening they come back. They said, all right. And I said, I guess it's a yes, you know. And, um, but, but I almost turned down and missed that opportunity to serve God because I didn't know how to pray or didn't feel like I know how to pray to him. And, you know, as I was getting ready and I, I run across this and it was a, a little story and it said that there was a bus driver and a minister were standing in line to get into heaven and the bus driver approached the gate and St. Peter said, welcome, understand you're a bus driver. Since I'm in charge of housing, I believe I found a perfect place for you. See that mansion over on, that, on the other side of that hilltop? It's yours. The minister heard all this, and he began to stand a little taller, and he said to himself, if that bus driver got a place like that, then just think what I'm going to get. The minister approached the gate. St. Peter said, welcome. I understand you were a minister. See that shack in the valley? St. Peter had hardly gotten the words out of his mouth when the shock minister said, I was a minister. I preached the gospel. I helped teach people about God. Why does that bus driver get a mansion and I get a shack? Sadly, St. Peter responded, well, it seemed that when you preached, people slept. When the bus driver drove, they prayed. <laughs> well, this morning, if I need to scream every once in a while, you're not falling asleep. We're going to stay awake. If I have to go get my whistle out of my truck... If you have your Bible, turn to Luke, Luke 11. We're going to be in Luke 11, and um, that's where we're going to talk. You know, when you, and as you're turning there, you know, and you think about what's happening right here, what we're about to read about, how many times have you just said, how cool would it have been to walk with Jesus? You know, but at the same time, I can't even imagine what it had been like to spend time with Jesus, walking with Jesus, and witnessing the miracle after miracle after miracle. And then the teaching. Could you imagine sitting under Jesus 
and having him teach you about his word. You know, and that's where this is at. You know, and that's where the, this group of guys that he called his disciples was at. In Luke 11, chapter, chapter 11, verse 1, is where we're going to start. And it says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day your daily, our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now. Lord, just say that we love you. Father, and I just thank you for this day. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity that we have to come and just spend time with you. Father, I just ask that you just open our hearts. Father, let us hear your words. Father, and just see this conversation that we can have with you. Father, and how to do it. And Father, how to spend that time with you. Father, we love you. In son's name I pray. Amen. You know, when you read those words, you know, and, and, and you start, of all the things, you know, as these guys was walking with Jesus and they was watching the miracles and they was watching him teach, but what did they look at him and say, teach us how to pray? And why do you think that is? And I have to believe it's because every time Jesus did something, he stopped and he prayed. He stopped and he spent time and he got in a secluded place and got by himself or he would bring just a few with him. They saw the importance of it. But yet, even all this time of spending, they still didn't get it on how to do it. So finally, one of them just spoke up, you know, and said, look, teach us how to do this. You know, me and Mr. TJ was just talking about how many times the coaches teach, coach people and they don't understand the terminology. They don't understand what, you know, you know run at a baseline or, or, or run, do this play, run, do this. And they don't understand it because nobody wants to ask. Well, right here, one of them finally spoke up and said, Jesus, I, I don't get it. Teach us how to pray. Show us how to pray. And, and the type of person I am, I like a plan, believe it or not. I don't always live in controlled chaos or just chaos. I like a plan. I like to have something laid out. I have to have something on paper to where I know what the next steps are. And so that's just what Jesus did right here. He gave these guys easy steps. He says, all right, do this. Do this. This is how you're going to do it. You know, and so he says, when you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name. You know, and we'll stop right there because I think what happens a lot of times, too many times, what do we do? We rush through that part. We say, all right, God, I love you. God, you're great. God, here's my needs. But I think what we need to do, we need to spend time worshiping God. And we need to spend time. Why did he say this was important? Why did Jesus look at him, look at these guys and say this? Well, when I look at the word hallow, I think hallow. Like if you're hunting in the woods or something, right? But it's not the same thing. I love Webster.com. Webster.com says the word, the, the meaning for hallow means to make holy or set apart for holy use. Well, I couldn't stop right there. So then I looked up what the word holy means. Holy means exalted or worthy of complete devotion as one is perfect in goodness and righteousness. Well, does that not just wrap our God up right there? He's holy. He's set apart and all this. And so whenever you look, you know, you know, 
praise. You know, why do you think you start with praise? We start with the most important part. We start with the praise of God because you just think about He created us. We wouldn't be here if it wouldn't been for Him. So why not worship Him for what He even done with that? You know, some of us are pretty confident and say, well, He did an awful lot, you know, when He created me. But then there's some of us that's pretty humble and say, hmm, but He still created us. We need to worship Him just because of that. You know, and you say, well, you know something, Brother Johnny, you don't understand where I'm at in life. No, I don't understand where you're in life, but God still created you. He still loved you enough to make you. None of us are accidents. And so we should worship Him like that. You know, it's important. That first part of our prayer sets the whole pace for the rest of your prayer. And I believe that. You know, and so I started, you know, because I, I like words and I like to look at stuff and look up stuff. And so, you know, after I looked up the definition of hallow and I looked up the definition of holy, you can Google anything. I'm not going to lie to you. I Googled this. Words to describe God. You can Google anything, right? I just want to read you some words. I want you to take a moment and just think, does this word grab me for what God's done for me? And I'm going to miss words. And if I don't say your word, but you, you, some of us might have that word. Alive, active, amazing, almighty, abundant, adequate, absolute, attentive, avenging, authentic, awesome, astonishing, all-powerful, anointed, accessible, beautiful, breathing, best, Blessed, brilliant, caring, compassionate, consuming, cleansing, creating, comforting, discerning, delivering, distinctive, divine, dedicated, decisive, empowering, excellent, extraordinary, effective, forgiving, fulfilling, freeing, faultless, faithful, favorable, Fierce, flawless, good, glorified, generous, gracious, guardian, genuine, holy, healing, honorable, hallowed, honest, incorruptible, infallible, inspiring, ideal, impeccable, just, judge, jealous, king, knowing, liberating, living, Law, love, lasting, moving, mighty, master, mender, miraculous, matchless, merciful, needed, noble, natural, overwhelming, perfect, protective, powerful, providing, purifying, preserving, proven, protected, praised, pure, passionate, Practical, protector, righteous, restoring, reliable, real, remarkable, refining, reverent, responsive, raging, restless, supernatural, shining, splendid, superb, sacred, sanctified, spotless, teaching, trustworthy, truthful, thorough, true. Unfailable, unflinching, unequaled, undefiled, victorious, vigilant, 
vigorous, worshiped, wholesome, watchful, wise, zealous. When you hear those words, you know, it ought to be easy to worship God. It ought to be easy to get into that first part of prayer and say, God, you're amazing. God, your love is unfailing. God, you're fierce in a way that you love me and you fight for me. And go on and on and on. We ought to be able to camp out right there in that first part of prayer. And I'll just be honest. And I'm going to be authentic with you. There's sometimes I get lost in that part of the prayer. And that's as far as I can go. There's times I get in that part of the prayer and I just get completely speechless. And I weep because I feel I'm unworthy to say those words to God some days. But yet I do it. But it's part of the plan that Jesus laid out. First, worship God. Worship God. And then what do you do? You move on. You know, what's the next thing it says? It says, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. What does that mean? You know, and, and somewhere it says, in some of the places, it says, your will on earth as it is in heaven. We have a responsibility. We have a purpose Right there, we have a responsibility, we have a purpose. You know, what's it say if you skip over to, to Luke, back over in Luke and, and look, and, and we'll start in verse 25. It says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. Well, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. Love your neighbors yourself. That's your purpose. Your purpose is to love God with everything you got. You know, right there, he's making it to where you understand. Love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. Love me, he's saying. And then love your neighbor. That's your purpose. You know, sometimes it's easier to do the first part than to love your neighbor. Sometimes it's easier to love your neighbor than to love God. But he don't leave anything out. He makes sure he covers everything. And so when you read that, you know, your kingdom come, you know, um, your will, do it, you know. And then it skips down. And the next thing, what's the next thing he tells us in this laid out plan? Give us each day our daily bread. Give us each day our daily bread. Not give us our wants. Not give us enough for next week. Give us our daily bread. He's going to take care of our needs. He knows what we need. But yet at the same time, we need to go to him and we need to ask him, God, just give me what I need today. You know, sometimes for some of us, the most important thing we can do is just get through the today. Not even worried about tomorrow. Get through today. You know, for some of us, it might be that healing process where we need to get through today and is God's working on us. You know, for some of us, you know, and so when we look, you know, he don't want us to plan out. You know, he tells us, look, don't worry about none of this. The sparrows don't worry about it. You don't need to worry about it. I'm going to give you what you need today. Worship me. Worship me. Remember your purpose in me. Remember that I'm going to supply your needs. And then what's he do? He says, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Right there. And Donnie kind of alluded to it even when he was talking a few minutes ago in the midst of worship. There's some Sundays, or most all Sundays we all show up, and I'll be like Sinners Anonymous. Hello, my name's Johnny. 
I'm a sinner. You know, we want to chuckle about it, but how true is that? When I showed up this morning, when I drove up on this church property, I was a sinner, just like I was when I left my house last night or this morning and when I went to bed last night. And so he's telling us right here, worship me, come to me, worship me, and then, you know, and then remember your purpose, remember that I'm going to supply your needs, but then at the same time, you need to remember daily to ask for forgiveness. Daily, you need to ask for forgiveness. But then he goes on, and that's the part where we kind of go, okay, forgive everyone who sins against you. That's where some of us get hung up. Forgive everyone who sins against you. All right, we're asking him to forgive us, but then at the same time, some of us, we want to hold on. And we say, all right, God, forgive me. But don't worry about what Donnie done to me because I'll answer him and I'll question him and I'll hold him accountable for what he done. You don't have to worry about that. That's not what he says. He says, what's he say? Forgive everybody that sins against you. And that's where we need to learn to move on because some of us will get hung right there and we're not going to see God's blessings. Because he's crystal clear. He's telling us, worship me. Remember your purpose. Remember your needs. I'm going to forgive you. Then you need to forgive everybody else. And then the last one, he goes on. And what's he say? How does it close out? Lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. We're praying for protection. You know, we're, we're, we're praying, God, you, you, you know where I struggle. God, you know what keeps me from walking the closest with you. God, you know what keeps me from loving you with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, all my mind. God, you know that. Protect me from those things. Don't let me walk those paths. God, keep me upright. God, keep me moving. God, keep me walking towards you. God, please don't let me be tempted by those things. Now, it don't go on in the next verse and say that we're going to live a perfect life after that, does it? But this is the plan. The conversation that we need to have with God every day, this is the plan. You know, we ought to go to Him daily, daily. It ought to be like I mentioned last week. It ought to be like the breath. It ought to be like walking. It ought to be like talking, breathing, to go to Him in prayer. It ought to be like that when we worship Him. God, just, God, you're amazing. God, you're so awesome. And once we start learning to do these things, then we start seeing things in life start coming together for us. But we have to be willing to do that. We have to be willing to spend time in that conversation. You know, but it's like, um, you know, as I was thinking, you know, you can sit this morning, you can take notes, and you can have a notebook laid out on prayer techniques. There's thousands of books on prayer. You can go to Amazon and you can search Amazon prayer and there's literally 20 and 30 and 40,000 books on prayer you can get just off Amazon. You get on the internet and you can Google how to pray and there's jillions of things. And you can have all that, but if you don't do it, if you don't spend time in it, you know, how do you get better at something? You know, and all I can go back to is, you know, it, years ago when I got into drafting, how did I get better in drafting? It's because I practiced it every day. 
You know, whenever I first started, that's back when we did board drafting and we was drawing by hand. That's before computers. And I just aged myself really bad in front of people, but that's before computers was really taken over. And the main thing we had to learn how to do, and you can ask Mark, is lettering, right? You had to learn how to letter. And I would practice my lettering and practice my lettering, and I would write sheets. And now I'm teaching drafting at Live Oak High School, and you would think I beat them kids four times when I tell them to letter something and letter a whole page. And I would do it because I wanted to be good, so I had to I'd practice because... You know, I had to be able to, if I worked behind Donnie on his drawings, I had to make my letter look like his letter so people would know that it was two different people worked on. If I worked on Mark's drawings, I had to match his lettering. So I would practice my lettering, and I got better at it. It was the same way with praying. We can take notes, and we can read books, but if we ever don't just stop and pray, we're not going to get good at it. We're not going to be confident in it. And who better do we need to talk to besides the one that created us? Who better do we need to spend our time with than the one that created us? You know, I love my wife, and I love to talk to my wife, but I love my God more, and I love to talk to my God more. He don't ever roll his eyes at me that I see. At least that I see. But I spend time with him, and I talk to him, and that's what it's about. You know? And I think as a church... You know, right now, where we're at, we need to be praying. We need to be praying. Some of us need to pray short prayers so that we can step into some of these needs that Brother Frank mentioned and, and help with the first impressions and help in Sunday school and help with VBS because those are immediate needs. We don't want to pray till August because we're going to miss those needs. But we need to be spending time and praying, God, you created me. What's your purpose for me? How do I fit into this puzzle called life and serve you? And as we start to figure that out, as we start to pray, as we start to figure that purpose out, God's going to use us in amazing ways that only he's going to get glory for because it's not going to make sense because I'll go back in time. If you'd asked me 20 years ago if I'd be standing here today, I'd have laughed at you and said, no, I'm going to be a structural designer and that's my life. But God had a bigger plan because I started praying and I started seeking and I started chasing. And when I'd get that letter in the mail, do you want to be a deacon? That was foundational steps to get me to where I'm at today. Because he loved me and he saw something in me and he had a purpose for me before I was ever even born. But because I prayed and I chased. So where's your prayer life? What's your conversation? What's your conversation? Maybe that's your next step is to start that conversation with God. You know, some of us, that conversation might be today, you know something? I need to accept him for the first time. For some of us, that conversation might be, I need to make Live Oak my home. For some of us, that conversation might be, God, where do you want me to help in VBS? God, how do you want me to help with this first impressions to, guess, to, to, to greet guests? God, how do you want me to begin to learn to tithe more? How do you want me to begin to be in a Sunday school or a grow group? Or, and this list can go on and on. Start that conversation today.